What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. On today's show, we have Jordan, owner of Low Country Barbell Club. He is back with all of the knowledge about weightlifting equipment. That means belts, lifting shoes, wrist wraps, knee sleeves, and all of the things. And we dive into the science specifically behind belts. Jordan has an awesome space, Low Country Barbell Club. If you're in the area, go check it out. He's been on the podcast before. He knows his stuff for real, and I always feel like I learn a ton from our conversations. We're also super excited to announce that Made to Move is partnering with Jordan to design online strength programming. If you sign up by January 1st, you'll get our founder's rate of $29.99 per month. The general program comes in either a two or three day option, depending on your schedule and your needs and experience. And we have a specific three day option for both runners and triathletes. So whether you're new to the gym, or you're a regular gym goer, you're just looking to take the guesswork out of your workouts. If you're a runner or you're a triathlete, knowing you want to add strength training, but you don't know where to start, this program is for you. The program will be sent to an app on your phone, and you'll receive the workouts, explanations, modifications, and the program will continue to progress as you progress. So that means you continue to get the results that you want in the gym. You can sign up using this link, www.madetomovept.com slash m2m dash strength dash club. And all of those twos are the number twos. And also that link will be in the show notes. Everyone, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Oh my gosh, you have to go get coffee right now? Okay, well hurry up. I'm going to go ahead and do your intro. Okay, everyone, Jordan Wigger is our special guest today, owner of Low Country Barbell Club. He is getting some cold brew as we speak. We were supposed to record at his location, but I'm convinced that he just wanted to come get our coffee, and so we switched to recording at Made to Move. You're joking, but that's actually part of the reason I was that's like, actually, I just kind of want to get some free coffee. I want so. some free juice. So What's up? How's life? It's, you know, it's rolling along. Yeah. Same old, same old, so... 
Um, as far as members, uh, like how they're doing, JJ just qualified just for that, yeah. University Nationals for powerlifting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How so, old is he? He's 20. Okay, I thought yeah. he was like 17. He's a young man. But yeah. he's still, I knew he was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he squatted 260, which is 572 in pounds. He benched 187 and a half. In kilos, which is like 413. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he deadlifted 270, which is like 595.5. Okay. Yeah, so he's strong. I mean, this is all he so weighed. He's like, strong. He weighed like 196. So he's a little, he's not like a no. big giant dude. He's yeah. very buff, but he's Did not he like qualify like handedly? Yeah, the uh, we made it. So whenever we planned it out, um, all of his second attempts, if he had made two out of three, would have taken him. To the total that he needed, which was seven oh seven and a half, but um, he hit a ten kilo PR in his last deadlift, so he heck know, yes yeah so seven seventeen and a half is what we ended up with. Oh wow! Yeah, he wants to now. He wants to try to shoot for senior natties, so he wants to put like another thirty kilos on his total, which we we can. It's just a question of how long it's going to take. So what is senior senior natties? So. Um, in most strength sports, like weightlifting and powerlifting, there are different, like, age classifications. Okay. So you have, like, youth, obviously, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, junior, and then they'll say, like, uh, U23 in weightlifting or, uh, like, um, collegiate. Um, so it'll be, like, people in college and then, like, right out of college. And then after that, it's just senior level, which is, like, you know, people going to world slash Olympics. Okay. Um, and then once you turn 35, you go into master's categories. Kind of similar to how CrossFit has yeah. master's categories to start at 35. So could he go to the Olympics? Not for powerlifting. Um, well, Olympic weightlifting is in the Olympics uh, for now. If the Hopefully the, the IW or the the uh, IWF gets there. Wait, what weightlifting. is happening there? It's just there's a lot of corruption. Is that what I saw? Is that what happened? What happened? Someone got... No, you know what I'm talking about. I saw something on the gram... Where someone was supposed to go compete and they couldn't? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you're talking about, um... Like, I know you know. Yeah. Crap, if you hadn't asked me her name, I could tell you who it is. Uh, Taylor... Like, what happened? Dollarama? Um... So, in weightlifting, whenever they have a bunch of doping um, positives from one country... The IWF sometimes will ban that country from being able to compete. So, like, in the most recent Olympics, Russia was not allowed to compete <gasps> in weightlifting. They weren't? Well, like, almost across the board. Because remember they had that whole problem with... Um, I know nothing, Jordan. Yeah, you're you know, how I know. With the doping scandal, where they were, like, they literally tunneled into the room that had all the doping samples <laughs> no. and replaced <laughs> the samples with other samples. Oh, I love that. Yeah, when did that happen? Did you not... Uh, go, go on Netflix and watch the Icarus documentary. Oh, when did this happen? Uh, Sochi, Sochi Olympics, the Winter oh, Olympics. That's why I, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, so Russia didn't compete this year? They had athletes compete, but yeah, they had to compete as like free f- quote free agents. Yeah, there was some kind of like workaround where some people were able to. So like your guy, uh, what's his name? Not your guy, but like I want to say Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. <laughs> you know I'm. <laughs> The guy that's like the really strong one. Tim Klokov? Yeah, Mazeltov. Klokov hasn't competed in the Olympics in a while. He's no, older. okay. Uh, Tasha. Lasha. Lasha's, Lasha's from Georgia. He's not from Russia. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing really Which well. Which is very close to Russia. But. Very close. Mm-hmm. Did the US, did something happen with USA in, in weightlifting? Not really. No. That's what I thought I saw. No. Was that like 
the USA wasn't allowed to do something. Okay, well, I'm going to have to find that and, yeah. and figure that yeah, out. Yeah, figure out, because I'm not... You have no idea. Not it okay, yeah, cool, totally. So, All right, belts. so let's talk about belts. Yes. Belts, not for fashion, but for weightlifting. And <laughs> maybe even in CrossFit. Thing? No, it's not the same thing. Okay, so let's start this conversation. So you're with telling like, me when you went and got your two poods, you didn't care You about think I have like. a belt? I don't even have a belt. This is for me. This ar- this <laughs> argument right now is for me. Oh, okay. because I want a big ass pink belt to wear. Yeah, but I need to know why. I oh. also like have never been taught how. Which I mean, I'm okay. kind of a PT, so this is embarrassing. A little bit. Um, but I put on a belt one time because one of my coaches was like, "Try it," and like I had never worn a belt. Yeah. So I was like, well, "This what isn't is helping me." Like I, I feel just weird feel like there's something on my stomach. Yeah. So there's a couple different arguments when we talk about belts. One is that PTs feel like you shouldn't wear a belt to prevent or mask pain. Um, one, because like belts don't really do that. The Thanks. other side of it is you shouldn't wear a belt as a crutch because then you're going to get used to wearing that belt. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to do things extremely cold. And, you know, there's the argument of like, well, if you can't lift 300 pounds just like walking over there and lifting it, like, are you really strong? So it's like, is it a performance tool or is it a crutch? And then there's obviously the side that's no, actually, belts help you mm-hmm. with your performance. Yeah. And if you're in the sport, that's the goal of the sport is yes. to be better and stronger. Yes. Okay. So can you just tell me what a belt is? So we have to talk about something first. Okay, great. We need to talk about bracing. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, people who are familiar with bracing know what I'm talking about, but for the people who don't, I'm going to explain it really fast. Mm -hmm. Bracing is the idea that you are, you have a lot of bones that provide structure in your body, right? I'm having even back up even more. In your core, in your midsection, you have a rib cage on the top half, right? And then you have a spine that runs all the way down the back, but then you have this big section in the middle that has nothing except for the spine, Mm -hmm. right? The problem is that if I'm holding a weight and that weight is sitting on the trunk of my body, right, then if my spine is the only thing that's holding it up, then I have all this loosey-goosey in the front, right, that isn't going to be rigid enough to keep the weight stable, and I might not be able to um, maintain certain positions in order to produce force, right? Um, So the way you do that and the way you make sure that your trunk doesn't get all loosey-goosey and, and, and bend and, and go all over the place is you brace. So you take a deep breath into mm-hmm. your gut, not in your rib cage, And then once you have that big breast, you got a big old prego belly, That's right? Cute. Yeah. You guys can't see, but imagine me with like a, a six month. Right yeah. Jordita. <laughs> um, Jordita done got knocked up. All right. Um, <laughs> so big old belly, right? And then I tighten all my abs on top of that. Okay. So mm-hmm. squeezing that down creates interabdominal pressure. Yes. Once I have interabdominal pressure, think about it like like a big yoga exercise ball thing, right? But mm-hmm. over full with air, so that you like you can't push it down. It's or not super viable. What if you pop? What if your spine pops? Most. The majority of people are not strong enough to make themselves pop. I'm just that. kidding. Well, yeah, you are, but people will take you seriously. So. Great. That's <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, so that's what bracing is. And so you create all that tension and then all that interabdominal pressure allows your body to hold a position, whether that's thoracic extension, if you're like front squatting or overhead squatting or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. So why is it important that you're not, like you said, loosey-goosey? What do you mean by loosey-goosey? Because people are also going to be like, core stability, 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be loosey-goosey. Why? Because holding tension allows you to produce force. And that's like the basic explanation of it. It's not that you're more likely to get injured or less likely to get injured. That's more to do with like how do you do you usually move this way and then a bunch of other factors, right? Um, but it's really just about producing force. If I'm loosey-goosey, then some of the force that I'm producing from the lower half of my body is going to change into movement of the core as opposed to just directly going up straight into my shoulders if I'm squatting or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You see this a lot with people who jerk, right? If they're not tight in the core or if their core is not capable of handling the load that they're trying to jerk, a lot of times when they dip down, they're like their butt will tuck or they're, they'll like round a little bit. And that's not bad in a way that it's going to injure them. It's bad in a way that you're, you're losing some force in the movement because of that shift and that change. So oh. if, you're, if you're trying to produce maximal force to lift maximal load, then any change in that is going to lessen the amount of force that you're putting into the barbell. It's like you're, you're dampening the amount of force you can use for the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely probably do those things. Yeah. Great. For jerks. Thanks. Yes. Well, I, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just firing shots. I know. Right <laughs> Anyways, so that's what bracing is for, okay? Now, when you brace without a belt, your obliques, and this is... Obliques or obliques? You're ob- get one thing straight. I'm from the South, so I say... So ob- am I. Obliques. Obliques. Okay, well... At what time do you need to leave? What time is it? It's 10. We'll go for a little bit longer. Okay. You tell me. Yeah. Um, so the current research that's out right now shows that non-belted, right, mm-hmm. when you brace, then your obliques are taking the majority of of the, the responsibility of holding that tension, right? Okay. Now, when you put a belt on, that changes. Oh. Right? So now, now you look fabulous. So now <laughs> your rectus abdominis are taking the majority of the force as opposed to the obliques. So the argument that non-belted lifting is going to get you stronger without the belt and then when you put the belt on, it'll be even stronger, doesn't necessarily, it's not a direct translation like that. Generally having a stronger core, sure, you can make that argument, but the argument of lifting it without the belt will then transfer directly to lifting with the belt is not 100% accurate with the current stuff that's out right now. You have to get used to wearing the belt. Yeah, I mean, it's also a skill, right? Because wearing the belt also allows you to produce like three to four times as much intra-abdominal pressure as, wearing, as, as not wearing the belt. So I've been missing out on gains because I haven't bought a belt yet. You could make that argument, yes. Pretty, okay. pretty, I mean, it, yeah. You'd be easy to make that argument. Yeah. I'm not going to like come out and just be like, you have to wear the belt to get stronger, but... If wearing a belt allows you to um, hold more tension and intra-abdominal pressure and therefore allows you to produce more force into whatever implement you're trying to lift. What a sentence. Yeah. Well, uh, it's like if everyone else playing your sport is wearing a belt. Yeah, if it's allowed in the rules and then you're deciding not to do it because you don't want to have it as a crutch. And as long as you're cool with that, but everybody else is going to be... Lifting more relative to their actual strength, right? Because they're using that tool. And also, whenever they're training, they're going to be able to train with more load and also probably do a little bit more volume, right? Because the belt is allowing them to create more of that tension, Mm. right? Um, And therefore, probably going to make a little bit faster progress. It's like the argument... You can make all of those arguments. Against equipment. It's like, oh, you should be able to lift in flat feet without wrist straps, without grips, without thumb tape, without a belt, 
without lifters on. If you can't do that, then you're not actually strong. And well, you, like, you really should be able to live without a car. You should just or walk a microwave. Everywhere. You should just walk everywhere. Or football players don't need to wear pads yeah. or cleats. And you shouldn't go buy meat at the store, you know? Oh. You should, uh, you should go hunt. And Why? You, can't use a bu- you can't use a gun or a bow. You have to do it with your hands. With my bare hands. Yep. No knives, nothing. Mm-hmm. This whole argument about equipment is kind of ridiculous. No, that's the argument, though. And, like, yeah. there are definitely people that I know or, like, people... And, like, <clears throat> I, I'm sure I used to be this person mm-hmm. of, like, oh, I don't want to have to rely on that. And now, yeah. like... Grips are my best friend. My, yeah. I love my lifters. Yeah, if, if, you, if you are doing gymnastic work and then you tear your hand open and you can't train for half a week with gymnastics because your hand has a big giant hole in it, what good is that doing you? None. It's no. doing you none. Right? It's an ego thing, it's, I think. It's silly. Yeah. It's like, I should be able to do this without the tools for my sport, but like, why should you be able to play soccer yeah. without cleats or like without the ball yeah. or without a goalie. That's that's the big one for me too. People are like, I don't want to order lifters. I'm like, okay, so play soccer without cleats. And yeah. they're like, oh, but they help me do this. Oh, that's, oh, that's crazy. So they help you. you have to wear lifters. Yeah. But like, obviously you can get strong without lifters. You can get strong yeah. without mm-hmm. a belt. But also if you're competing in that sport or if you're participating in that sport, those things are required for that sport. Yeah. And they help you do that sport well. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say when they're playing soccer, oh, I'm not going to wear cleats because I don't want to have to become reliant on them or if they're a crutch. Nobody says that. It's the same exact argument. Right? We're like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna put on my running shoes. Oh, well, you're not allowed. You have to run barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, well, our ancestors used to wear, you know, obviously they didn't have shoes. Our ancestors used to be barefoot or like barefoot running or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Remember the toe shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, why are we trying to do things the way that we used to do them? We used to probably, like, shit in a hole, maybe. You know? Like, do we want to do that, too? <laughs> yeah, it's... The argument of, like, oh, well, I don't want to rely on it is a little bit silly. Because um, I tell you what, if you lift with a belt, right? And and there is... There are times when even I will program for my athletes non-belted work, right? For a month or two, yeah. we might not use... I might be like, you're not allowed to use a belt on this, right? So there is something to be said that there are times when it's important to probably do it without, right? Because you don't want somebody to only be able to create intra-abdominal pressure with a belt on. They should be able to do it with it off also. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where people, I think, take the crutch argument and then they just go in a completely different direction. Like, it's not that you can't brace without a belt. Like, yeah, we need you to learn how to do that without a belt. It's, yeah. that it's a different brace, right? And it's possibly lead, I mean, no, it definitely leads to, to higher lifts. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that like, Oh, I can't brace without my belt or like, I don't, I have back pain unless I wear my belt. Well, mm, mm. do you have back pain unless you wear your belt because the belt magically fixes it? Or does the belt allow you to hold more intra-abdominal pressure, which means that you're in a movement pattern that you're used to or something like, or it, like it prevents you from moving in a certain way. Well, that's, a problem because we don't want moving in a certain way to even be painful. Yeah. I think I've had someone, I had someone wear a belt because it just gave them a cue of like where their spine was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I don't wear it because of pain. Like it just tells me it was like going overhead. He was like, I have a tendency to like really arch when it gets his shoulder mobility was really not great. Yeah. And so that belt overcompensate gave him a yeah. different sensation. It's just like yeah. wearing tape or a brace. Mm-hmm. It gives you, it changes your perception, which might be helpful yeah. um, in whatever goal 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to accomplish. And I know you wanted to talk about lifters too. It's the same sort of situation. It's the same thing. Yeah. All it does is make it so that you're able to stay more upright in the squat, let your knees travel further forward. Because um, for most people, eh, I don't want to say most people, for a lot of people, the lifters just make it so that ankle mobility is not an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your knees can travel more forward and it's easier to stay more upright. You have the choice now of to stay either super upright or to come back a little bit if you want to. For some people that are like super hypermobile, um, there's a guy, Toshiki, who's from Japan. I might be wrong about that. But anyways, okay. he's really strong, right? Snatches like 165 kilos, which is like 363 pounds. Yeah, so anyways, but um, he snatches in Metcons now, and he used to snatch in lifters. And the reason why is because he would be too upright with the lifters. He's a classic weightlifter body short limbs, long back, Whoa. right? So being more upright meant that the weight was not sitting in his traps overhead and it was mm-hmm. harder for him to stabilize basically or to like receive the weight in that position. So he actually needed to be a little bit more forward with his chest a little bit further down so the bar would sit on his traps. More upright is not always the answer yeah. for everybody. He's a very uh, special case about this, but for him, the Metcons were better. He is like a very, very, very small exception to the rule. Because yeah. people are going to point to that as like, oh, well, well he, he did this. Wear. Yeah, but you're not Toshiki. You're, you're you not know, Josh Ma. Yeah. And really, you shouldn't be making that decision either. Your coach should be making that decision. Mm. So coaches out there should be the ones that are, you know, saying, oh, well, this or that. Not you. Because you're biased, right? You, everybody is. That's why you go to somebody else for your stuff. Mm. Yeah. What are all the things I should wear lifters for? Um... Definitely for front squats, Mm -hmm. definitely for overhead squats, and then um, if you're doing a Metcon, then I wouldn't worry about it for like snatches and cleans. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, or or jerks rather, but if you're doing strength work, I would always wear them for snatches, for cleans, and for jerks. And the reason why you would do them for jerks is because a lot of times you're going to be clean and jerking together, especially if you're an Olympic weightlifter. Um, I just feel way more stable in jerks. Yeah. Either way, mm-hmm. than like my Metcon or like my Noble trainers. Yeah. You know? Well, lifters. I mean, not only do they elevate the heel, but they're also just way sturdier. Just across exactly. The board. Yeah. What about push presses? Um, because the dip position is going to be the same as a jerk. Like um, if you're that? training for in in like if you're training push presses to be stronger at pressing. Then maybe Doesn't not worry about it. But if you're training push presses to get better at doing jerks, mm. then yes. Depends absolutely. on your goal. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't wear them for deadlifts unless you're doing clean deadlifts. Like high-level weightlifters don't really deadlift. They do clean deadlifts because they don't need to get better at pulling things off the ground. However, they need to get better at pulling things way. Yes, in a specific position. So right. like snatch grip deadlifts. I would definitely I would wear, wear lifters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If your goal is to get better at snatches by doing snatch grip deadlifts, then yes. What there about... are power lifters who do snatch grip deadlifts, not because they're trying to get better at snatches, but because it loads their hammies more or whatever. And... Why does it? Hmm? Why? Because you have to. It's like it's almost like doing it from a deficit because your arms are wider, so you have to be. Oh my God, shoulders I'm an idiot. have to be lower. I knew that. Yeah. Okay, so I did them. I did snatch grip RDLs the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. my hamstrings. Yes. Um, and you're like, oh, it's lighter than like my typical deadlift, but yes, alas, yeah. I'm a very smart person this morning. <laughs> back squats. Um, so back squats are a general strength adaptation for weightlifting, right? I like to wear them when I back squat 
there are people that don't like wearing them when they back squat. Um, if you're a power lifter, that's going to be very variable depending on what you like and what you're more comfortable with. Mm. Um, I especially, like wearing them. yeah, especially if you're a low bar, if you're a low bar back squatter. Um, and I don't mean like a lot of people, especially like in the CrossFit world, will be like, oh, I do low bar, and they put it like under their traps. No, I'm talking like under your delts, low bar, like a powerlifting low bar. That's different, right? If you're low bar, you might not like them as much because they tend to pitch you forward, and you're going to be mm-hmm. forward in low bar anyways. Um, so if you're a powerlifter, the answer is it definitely depends. And if you have a coach, you should talk to that person. And if you don't know, you need to try it out and see if they feel comfortable or not. Why to are they going to pitch you forward? If you're low bar? If you're low bar, yeah. they're going to pitch you forward. Most Even likely. More forward yeah. and, and same thing. Some people, they're going to pitch forward in high bar too. It just depends on the person. Even though it allows them to stay more upright? Yeah. Why? Uh, because it changes where the weight sits in your foot most of the time. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Okay. Not mm-hmm. your do you heel mean is trunk. No, your yeah. heel is okay. higher, so you're most likely going to be pushing more in the toe, which yes. is kind of what you want to help stay more upright. For some gotcha. people, because of their limb proportions, um, it, it it's for some people it pitches them forward. This is not a my experience thing. This is a, a mm-hmm. powerlifting. Other people that are powerlifting experts, this is what they say. So I'm kind of like regurgitating some information right now. My last question. So let's say someone has been strength training, crossfitting for like three plus years and then they decide to wear lifters. Mm -hmm. Is the load going to be different? Like let's say they do all the same weights in lifters. Yeah. Like are they going to experience maybe increased soreness or like different areas of soreness? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Um, lifters change the way that the lift moves. They change the positions. Not a ton, but enough that it's going to be different, right? You're not going to be sitting on the same tissues that you've been sitting on. You're Isn't gonna that be... so cool? Like, yeah. Like one little thing mm-hmm. like that like changes the way everything is loaded. Yeah. It's just super interesting. Yeah. I mean, whenever I have an athlete that gets lifters for the first time, or even if they change lifters, right, you have to give like two to three weeks before that person's going to start being comfortable in the movements again mm-hmm. because everything's just going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a baby giraffe walking around with high heels little, on. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Well, that's all we need about bracing, belts, and lifters. Yes. And what about wrist wraps? What about them? Do you feel the same way? About like... Like equipment? I mean, they're allowed in the sport, so yeah. Um... I definitely think that I definitely think that people do not train their wrists and their hands enough. No, definitely not. So a lot of people will wear them because they have wrist pain, and then they only wear them because they have wrist pain. They don't do anything else for the wrist pain. Mm-hmm. Like get a rice bucket, my guy. Do some. Do some. Grab a rice bucket. Yeah, get a rice bucket. Um, the little extensors, you know, the loops, oh, the elastic yeah. loops with your fingers. I mean, if you're having wrist pain, you should be doing things to strengthen your wrist. You should not be relying on, um, you know, a wrap that, that makes it so it doesn't bother. What yeah. if wearing wrist wraps allows your wrist exercises to be more tolerable and then you get stronger in doing those then things? You should, then you should wear them, yes. Interesting. Yep. It all depends on your goal, right? It all depends on the person. It does. I feel like there are some some personal um, oh for sure arguments that you're yeah. I mean, I so right I've definitely like I've had to obviously like had to do some wrist rehab, like wrist PT in the past. 
Um, and then, like, wrists were fine until I would get to a certain weight in my overhead squats. And you set the bother again. Um, but, and then I, it would only be like I could hold it for a couple. But wearing wrist wraps allowed me to do those weights. Mm-hmm. But I was okay with the way my wrists were going to feel the next day. Because yeah. my forearms and my wrists were going to be, like, super, quote-unquote, tight, super sore, um, sometimes painful. But I had accepted that. Because yeah. it allowed me to do what I wanted to do. And now, over time... I can hold that weight overhead and without wrist wraps and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, it just depends. Like, are you wearing this so that you can do this in a more tolerable way? Are you okay with the fact that tomorrow your wrist might feel some type of way? Because mm-hmm. the wraps don't change the loading. Yeah. It just changes your perception of it. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff with like people saying, oh, well, I don't want it to like be a crutch and this and that and the other. If you're not doing anything to fix the problem... And then you're wearing the equipment to like, you know, yeah. then, then yeah, it's going to be a crutch because you're not trying, you've got to, you're, you're putting a bandaid, you know, on, on, you know, a six inch cut. Like it doesn't, it's not going to help you in the long run. You know what I mean? You need to do the things that are going to make that better. Right. Not just say, Oh, this thing is going to, you know, make it. So I'm good to go right now. I'm not going to say names. There's a guy who, um, his back would always bother him, so he mm-hmm. wore a belt for everything because then it wouldn't bother him at all. But he didn't do anything to try to help his back get stronger. No Jefferson curls, no RDLs, no back extension on the GHD, mm-hmm. none of these things, right? And so in that situation, he was using the belt as a crutch because mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to fix his problems. That's like people and knee sleeves too. It's like knee sleeves can definitely help with performance and mm-hmm. also like... You know, if you're doing a bunch of lunges, it might feel better. Yeah. But some people wear knee sleeves because they think it's going to help or prevent pain. Yeah. And then they end up being like, well, I can't even air squat without yeah. knee sleeves now. We talked about it a little bit last time, but that's the whole argument with equipped powerlifting, right? People that mm-hmm. wear single-ply and multi-ply suits. Yeah. They say, oh, well, it protects against injury. It, No, it doesn't, right? Because what happens is you can increase – let's say you wear a bench shirt and then you can bench, you know, with more weight on the bar – then the likelihood of injury is now the same as it was without the shirt anyways because the load is so much higher. Yeah. Like, it, there's people that make the argument that equipment is going to, like, decrease the likelihood of injury. This is not accurate. There's not any Yeah, I mean, not it's any research because they're blaming injury on something that injury can't be blamed for yeah. either way. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's just the whole argument, the foundational, the foundation for it is... Either. And there's not any evidence for it either. If you were to say, oh, well, this study showed that, you know, this many people, this percentage of people got injured with no equipment, and this percentage of people got injured with equipment, and this one's lower, this one, that's that doesn't exist either. So it doesn't really have grounds to stand on, the argument itself. There's no statistical data that supports it, and there's also, like, from a, from a logical standpoint, if you're trying to, like, make the argument and, like, explain how it would happen... Um, it doesn't make sense that way either. So summary, I love my lifters. They've changed my life. <laughs> I'm glad you got <laughs> My them. knees were definitely way more sore for the first, or like my quads in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, do they make life easier? Yeah. Hashtag use my code. Cause What's your code? <laughs> well, I have to generate one every hundred days, so I haven't had to do one in a bit. Okay. Well, let if me know when we post for, this. If you need a code for lifters. Um, Velasa. Velasa. Yeah. I um I want I the loss of the sponsor podcast. Dude, I want them to too. They're awesome. They're, I'll they're reach out to them. Yeah. 
We'll see. They might. We'll see. They're they're. I like them because they're a smaller brand. Yeah. In the U.S., they're not Nike or Reebok or whoever. So no. I'd rather support them. They make specialty shoes for track athletes too. If you have any track athletes, any throwers that are looking for uh, new shoes. Yeah, I would hit them up. So. I had someone who saw them on my story and then went and bought them. So I think I'm already a brand ambassador. Oh, look at you. Yeah, so Velasa, sponsor me. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jordan. This was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.